what is going on everybody todd here once again joined this week by thurballen of thurballen gaming how are you oh i'm doing good how about you i'm i'm doing all right um and then ray will be joining us uh momentarily because we may have started without them yes <laughs> we knew After it was gonna... previously making a joke that we had started without them yep Yep, we made the joke, and then I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> because we're those assholes. Yeah. Well, in all actuality, I mean, there's... We've technically been waiting, like, almost an hour to record now. Yes. So. Okay, then. <laughs> that brings us to now. Yep, that brings us to now. <clears throat> um... So, how are you doing, Ballin? Feeling better and such? Oh, yeah. Last week I had the flu, or as I like to call it, the plague. And that's why I was unavailable for last week's recording. But I'm back and I'm feeling great. Yeah. And um, we're, we're joined by Dorky Ray. Ray, how are you? Good. I didn't realize that uh, we were going. <laughs> we, we actually are. We actually yeah. are recording. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. I was not aware of this. I mean, I made an executive decision by saying, yeah. we're going to start, and then you're going to get your call, and oh, then it'll just be yeah. me and Ball in any way, so... Yep. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, I figure, like, let's kind of get things started so we can at least yeah. get something in. Oh, uh, absolutely. Before you, before you end up having to uh, disappear a little bit. Yes. But, Hopefully, uh, only like five minutes. Let, let's hope. Let's, let's hope. Um. So anyway, um, how how are you, Ray? Uh pretty good. Doing pretty good. Tired, but but good. Understandable. I am. I am also the tired. <laughs> I can't remember a time when last time I wasn't tired. So. Fair. Fair. Uh. So we'll kind of speed round this real quick. Um. Bowen, what have you been playing? Well, this week um, I've been doing a lot of GTA, but also today released Battletech. If you're all fans of turn-based tactical strategy games, and Ray is now hearing Charlie Brown's teacher sounds because I know it's not Ray's uh, you know favorite game, but Battletech is an amazing simulation of the old-school tabletop miniatures game. Uh, it just released. It was kickstarted, and the Kickstarter went beautifully. It's forty dollars on Steam right now, or you can get it on GOG.com. Nice, very cool, awesome. I kickstarted it, so I paid to say that. I was not paid to say that. Nice. <laughs> so, while we're at it, um, City City of Titans sometime later this year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you know, if y'all need alpha testers, yo. Um, so, Ray, what have, what have you been playing? Been playing Nothing. You've been playing in the, cra <laughs> the realm of crafting. Uh, yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing some crafting, um, preparing for this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got the Turning of the Tide event that my guild is putting on, um, where I'm going to have a booth, but, uh, it's, it's mostly just, uh, to practice, uh, running a booth by myself. Nice. Um, 
because there's there's not going to be a whole lot of people there. So uh, it's more of a, a teaching event that we're doing. And I do actually have uh, one person signed up for one of my classes, so I'm actually going to be teaching. Which is um, very awesome. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I've been prepping for that. Um, I guess playing, I've been playing a lot of DVDs in the realms of uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh. Um. It has game in the title. Yeah, there. it does have game in the title. It does. So yeah, I'm. I finally jumped on that bandwagon. After what eight years? <laughs> if if um, you need help, just let us know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll send up. Some we we've we've pulled many people away from from the brink of ruination. <laughs> In different in different types. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still trying to, to pull Mori back from the, the tide of ruination, which is uh, World of Warcraft. So, oh jeez, oh. yeah. So I mean, or Mori, Mori yeah. will be missed. <laughs> it, it, um, what's, we are here for you. What's, yes. what's funny is um, Anubis was just like. Todd, you should play World of Warcraft. And Maury's just like, no, don't fall down that rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking terrific. Like, I made it... I I, I was able to see through episode seven of season five. Nice. And then I I left the house-sitting job that had the the DVDs that I was watching, so... It's cool. Yeah. But... Oh, it was fun. It was enjoyable. I watched it while I was needle felting, so because I took my sewing machine to this house sitting job. Mm-hmm. I set up my sewing machine. I had everything all set, ready to go. Forgot to bring the project. <laughs> and this house was an hour away from my house. So I was not driving well an shit. hour to get my project. <laughs> So Damn. I ended up packing the sewing machine back up. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. But I got a lot of needle felting done, and um, I actually finished crocheting a blanket that I've been working on for the past couple years, off and on. Very cool. It's just one of those when-I-need-something-to-do-with-my-hands type project, so I'm going to have to find myself another one of those. Cool. But, That's I always mean, the best and worst thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, definitely. You could you could always just keep opening and closing plastic eggs. Yeah, I have I have my fidget cube with me tonight. So, um, I'm not gonna be popping open. So, uh, as for me, um, last week, uh, Hunter the Reckoning became backwards compatible on the Xbox One. I've been playing that. Uh, we did one playthrough as the Avenger, which was really cool. Probably doing another playthrough of that uh, relatively soon as either Martyr or uh, Judge. One of those two. Um, of course, there's there's Overwatch I've been playing. And mm-hmm. um, We're sorry, Todd. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Me and Ray had this discussion last night. After everybody left, and it was just me and Ray, and mm-hmm. uh, was Ray coming to the realization that Game of Thrones is to them what Overwatch is to me? Yeah, 
yeah, did did not expect to like it. Yeah. Now, now somewhat moderately addicted. Yeah. I say moderately because, like, like I said, I made it to there's there's ten episodes per mm-hmm. season. And I made it to season, to episode seven, so there's still three more episodes left of season five. And while yes, I want to watch them, I'm not like scouring the internet trying yeah. to find a way to watch these episodes. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get to it eventually. Um, another thing I've been playing, actually, correction. Another thing we've been playing. Ah, yes. Is uh. Last night we uh, we started a tabletop RPG. Uh, Finally, after six months. Yes, called Stars Without Numbers. Stars Without Number is an amazing tabletop game, people. If you haven't checked it out, I highly suggest you do so. It's based on Die Twenty, so if you know D and D at all, and if you're playing tabletop games, you know D and D. It's going to be familiar to you. Mm-hmm. So, it seems enjoyable so far. Hmm. It took me. It took. Uh, it took me six months to make a character. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took you four months. It took us. It t- it took me two months to decide which game I want to run. Fair. Yeah, I mean, well, and actually, because we attempted restarting in, because we attempted uh, Darkfinder. Yeah. In like either December or January. Hmm. And that just did not go well. It, no. was, it was January because we took off for the uh, holidays. Right. Yes. Um, we took off starting in like second week of November until, mm-hmm. um, yeah. until like the second week of January. Because we wanted right. everybody to have all their holiday and family stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you can have a weekly commitment between four different people where nobody's got family stuff going on on a specific day. Exactly. Right. During the holidays. Yeah. You can't. Um, you can't Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're just screwed. Yep. Yeah. So we attempted that. I could not connect with my character at all. And almost got to the point where I almost told Balin to just play the game with just Todd and Storms. And, and that wasn't going to happen. I would just leave. Yep. Um, I was that upset. <laughs> But we are a group, damn it. Yeah, and I mean yes. it's it's one, it's one of those things like and we've we made the comment several times of you know it's it's all about finding something people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I know for you specifically, um it's hard for you to to conceptualize a new character. Yeah. Um, Which is why I made Space Cat fan. <laughs> yep. Which you've accidentally called them a few times. Last yeah. yeah, that was the actual literal name on the character sheet. First yeah. thing, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we we did that. Um, you know, Baldwin was running the game. Uh, we had storms. I almost insisted that that name was Cannon. By the way, I'm but glad I you did not to. Yeah, <laughs> because I had completely forgotten that that I that that's what I had put there. Yeah. Um, because I started this character sheet three months ago. Mm. And at the time, I knew the only thing that I knew was that it was going to essentially be the space equi- excuse me, the space equivalent of CAD fan. 
So it was Space Cat Van. That was all I knew. I hadn't figured out anything else. So I just put that as the name as section, the as the, yeah, as the placeholder of the uh, for the name section, and that was the only thing I had filled out on that character sheet for like the longest time. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's one of those things, and I, I think that the oh more gosh, the more you play, and the more easier you, it'll become. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm sure. You know, it's everybody has their own little wheelhouse uh, when it comes to a style of play, mm-hmm. like cleric. Yeah, or asshole. I mean, <laughs> but everybody has their own little wheelhouse, and for you, you didn't have one. So when you started, you played a druid. Mm-hmm. Um, considering you played a druid, that became what you knew. Yeah. So everything outside of that was very foreign to you. Yeah. Foreign is scary. Yeah. Yeah. True. And I mean, like for me, I've, I have a a storied history, of. Typically, like I mean, I I, I prefer to play rogues or or rogue esque characters. So I mean, rogue like we could say. <laughs> no, because mm. then that's I mean that's a whole different animal there. Nobody, there's not a lot of people that like roguelikes. Um, but no, I mean, like a, a character, uh, some some game systems will have it as a thief. Some of them will have it as a rogue, you know, stuff like that. That's, I mean, that's the wheelhouse I go with. <clears throat> when we started playing Pathfinder, I went with a barbarian who never raged. Because he was always angry. That was his secret. Yeah, damn right it was. Um, I understood that reference. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, I I did the Barbarian, um, and we had so much fun with him. And then from there, we went to a new campaign where, um, you know, Ray basically rebuilt Cadfan. uh, Mm -hmm. Fallen... Bowen had a had a few new characters, and then I new had characters total. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean I had my my depressing half drow, so which was a thing. I I wouldn't even say that necessarily that I rebuilt Cadfan. I went back to Cadfan's level one player sheet. Yeah, that's that's like, technically rebuild. You, re- you you didn't rebuild. You rebooted. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i went and just yeah it, it was the exact same level one player sheet i think i was even had even been saved as cad fan level one and i mean that's fair that is totally fair yeah um but i mean i've i've played vampire the masquerade and i've, I've worked with different systems and so on and so forth so there's been games I've played where there is no <clears throat> defined um, class system. Yep. And and to me, I don't. I I've never been big on a class system. It's just there's just something about it, it just doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Um. I can see it working in like a more medieval style game, but even calling it a class system at that point, is a little much. 
because it's more of like you have different casts, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have like the warrior cast and the merchant cast and so on and so forth. And I mean, I prefer to think of it as a profession system, personally. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, that's that's the way I see it, and, and I I think that it's kind of cool if it's played that way. But a lot of times it's not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you get a game where you get a game like like Vampire, uh, which gives you you choose your clan and that's basically like this is this is the here's the disciplines you have access to and all the other stuff and now build your character so it's like okay based on my clan and there's some other stuff that you can mess with as well defines Mm -hmm. the order in which points can uh, you know you you fill in your dots so hypothetically, let's just say the three of us are running, I'm running a game, the two of you are building characters, and I'm just going like attributes, right? Ray may have like three free dots in like social, two in, um, no, what is it? It'd be two free dots in social, one in, uh, In I guess it's mental. I have yeah, and then you would have no points in in physical. <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> I mean, you just get your starting like one point unless you're playing an yeah. Osferatu, which is a whole different animal. Because then you don't get a, then you don't get a point in appearance, and you can't raise your appearance, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um, but then Ballin starts with two in mental, one in physical, and nothing in in no additional in social. So, I mean, and that all depends on though. I'm trying to figure out why you think that, or what, what, why I have in social, why I have any in social. Well, I'm just saying based on the, the clan you would probably end up playing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So um, that's what I'm going based on though. I will say that it would, I was, it would be essentially the same thing for Ballin in a sense. Because mm-hmm. Ventru don't tend to be very physical. So, I mean, you would have the, the social and the uh, the mental. So, uh, but whatever. Which reminds me, um, was it the, I think they said the 28th, which is like four days from now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition pre-orders open up it starts shipping in august i am super excited about this it is oh yes i mean when fifth edition was being worked on by onyx path back before the merger i mean back before the acquisition of white wolf by paradox i was excited Mm -hmm. now that we have a proper white wolf i'm just as excited and the way it's there are talking about this is the start for them this is the start of a good entry point for the ip not for the game line but for the ip because the new white wolves made it perfectly clear and i they've even joked about it if they don't have like a netflix series by like 2020 
when they feel like they've failed. So what I'm hearing is in August, we might just have a new tabletop campaign starting. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> that measured yeah, pause. That, that, yeah, I was, no, I was, that I was drinking water because I'm getting really oh, dry. Okay. So. Ah. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Um, I mean, the, the fact that they've decided to continue the line and like not do like a reboot is amazing to me um, in that. Especially since reboot is a big buzzword these days for everything. Well, think of it this way. Back in 2004, the original World of Darkness... <clears throat> Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, um, Mage the Ascension. I think it was Ascension. I always confuse it, whether it's Ascension or um, Awakening. I forget which one. I think it was Mage the Awakening, now that I think about it. Uh, no, it was Ascension. Awakening was part of the New World of Darkness, the Chronicles of Darkness, but whatever. Um, you know, those game lines ended in 2004 with a pretty finite ending. So considering now that they're doing, I mean, 2004 we had 3rd edition. Then the, the anniversary, the 20 year anniversary editions came out and that was 4th edition. And then we got the wonderfulness of uh, this fifth edition, which basically says things in things may not have gone down the way that people perceived them to go down, because vampires still exist. You know, it's still that that thing. The Camarilla is still around. The Sabbat's still around. The Anarchs are still around. And I'm like, fucking yes. So. I mean, I'm rather excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your City of Heroes type thing. It kind of is. Oh, it very much is. I mean, yeah. I and mean, that's a great thing to have in your life, something like that. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to the um, Werewolf the Apocalypse video game that's being worked on, which should be really cool. Um. They better have a dancing vampire Easter egg in there because that that's a thing that needs to happen. That is a thing that needs to happen. Um, but one other thing I've been playing and now this isn't much like much like Ray. Now Ray was was playing DVDs. I've been playing two <laughs> Rays. Mm-hmm. And this is actually what what we're going to be talking the majority of this episode about. Um. I've been going back and watching every Marvel Blu-ray I have. Now, I'm missing a few. Um, for example, I'm missing Doctor Strange, Guardians, and Thor Ragnarok. So mm-hmm. I'm missing those three. But they're still relatively fresh in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, say Doctor Strange, I know, is on um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I, yes, because I, we watched that the other night on Netflix. So. I also, and so is Guardians too. Um, but I don't have Netflix, so. Uh, 
dude. Yeah, I don't have Netflix anymore because of cost cutting. So. <laughs> there. We shall not be Use discussing what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is total, totally not a breach of terms of service. I'm just saying. Um, you're, you're considered part of my family. I have the family plan. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I've, uh, so I've been going back and I've been watching all these Marvel movies. And I'm basically... Like, I have to find my copy of Ant-Man. Which I think I know where that is. But that's like the only Phase 2 film I skipped. Um, but I've watched like every movie up until, uh, Civil War. Nice. And I'm just, I mean, I've seen all the movies and I've, mm -hmm. let's be honest, well, I've seen all of them in theater as well. So we're mm -hmm. only a few weeks from the uh, DVD release and Blu-ray release. I'm sure of Black Panther. Yes. Yep. Shit. <laughs> and I so mean, I, I own none of them. <laughs> I need to, I need to start working on, uh, building up my collection. Yes. I mean, um, what was cool was they did these collector's editions, right? Um, they did a phase one collector's edition, which came with a uh, like a shield briefcase and a replica of the Tesseract, which was really cool. It was like a nice. It was like a limit of like 10,000 made of something mm. like that. And then they did the same thing with um, phase two, but they included the orb. Oh, nice. So it was it was actually pretty cool. Um, but I mean, it's just going back and looking at like watching the first Iron Man movie. And I mean, we've talked about this before. That movie should not have worked. No, no, it really mm. shouldn't have. Yeah. It, but honestly, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... okay, so I just looked on Amazon and that phase one with the, where it's got the uh, the briefcase and everything, mm -hmm. 850 or 860 bucks. Yep. yep. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, phase two with the orb is two two twenty five. A little more magical. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, um. I also found out that my copy of Age of Ultron is is damaged. So, oh, yeah, it's all right. It happens. I have the digital code for it, so it's like whatever. Oh, that's good then, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have the digital code for for all the movies, all the all the Marvel films. So it's like that's not an issue. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I've been watching these, and I'm just like, and I'm trying to watch them in order. Yeah. And yes, yes, I yeah. will say part of that Marvel Cinematic Universe includes the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yep. It's mm. it, it, it's borderline, but it's in there. Mm. I did not like that movie. Why? I don't know. I just didn't. Are you, Are you not thinking about the first one just called Hulk? Directed by Ang Lee with a shitty CGI Hulk, are you? Maybe I am. Because I can I can understand you not liking yeah. that one. 
Nobody likes that. No. You wouldn't like Hulk when he's angry. <laughs> Nobody did. Uh, uh, fun fact, when I was working in... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes! Okay. Yeah, I, I don't that. think I've seen... I don't think I've seen The Incredible Hulk. See, I think I've just it's, seen it's it. It's actually the... good. Okay. <laughs> so, for me, the order I watch the movies in... And I mean, everybody's going to have their own little order. But for, for me, I start off with the first Captain America. Because oh, okay. in universe chronological, chronologically, at yeah. first, in yep. universe chronological, yep. not release. Okay. Though the end of the first Captain America happens at the same, during the same week as Iron Man 2 and yeah. the first Thor. So, you know, if you want, you go back, watch oh, gosh, that later on. Confusing. <laughs> you know, watch it later on with uh, you know, by skipping to that scene on the, on the Blu-ray. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the first Captain America because, I mean, first off, it's an amazing film. I love the shit out of it. Yes. Um, Excuse me. And then I'll watch... The first Iron Man. Because mm-hmm. release order, you had Iron Man, you had the Incredible Hulk. Um, then you had, I think you had what, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then you had Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger. <clears throat> and then we got the first Avengers. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was your, your phase one lineup. All I do I'll is be I... honest with you. Mm-hmm. It's Iron Man 2 that told them they had a cinematic universe to build. Because the first Iron Man can be a fluke. When that second one came out and they recaught lightning in a bottle, they knew they were ready. Well, it, well, it wasn't as good, but the fact is that people were still excited. The fact, I think, honestly, the fact that the Hulk did as well as it did. There's that too. And I mean, that's, that's another big one. Because, I mean, yeah, you release Iron Man, it's like, all right, whatever. But then you do, then you do the Incredible Hulk, include Robert Downey Jr. in the tag scene. Mm-hmm. Because he's already talked to fucking um, Fury. You know, he's already had the talk with Fury, so he kind of knows about what's going on. Fun fact, Robert Downey Jr. was the only actor, one of the only actors on set of Infinity War that got a full script, got the full real script. Damn. You know Tom Holland didn't. No. Nope. They've made it perfectly clear, like, on some of the press tours, like, what they've been doing is either having Tom Holland with um, Benedict Cumberbatch... Because Benedict ain't, ain't afraid to kind of shut him the fuck up. <laughs> um, or they have him and Mark Ruffalo do the, do the thing. So if there's a leak, they could just get rid of the, the whole interview and not have to worry about it. Fair. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, both of them are, you know, Ruffalo more accidentally. But yeah. Both of them have leaked stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, but I mean, let's let's kind of dig in the phase one um, of of the the phase one films, and I mean, obviously you don't want to, you can't really include Avengers, but you but you can. I mean, it's included in the box set. It is. Well, I mean, it is. It's the it yeah. is the last film of phase one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, as well it should be. It's the capper. It's it all is. the pieces put together. <laughs> finally. Yeah. But uh, what I'm what I'm saying is excluding Avengers, because I mean, based on what I'm going to ask, you'll understand why I'm saying excluding yeah. Avengers. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite? MCU film of, of the phase first one? of phase one. See, if you would ask me what's my favorite MCU film, that's easy as hell. But it because it's not one of the phase ones. My favorite of the phase ones, though, honestly, honestly remains Captain America: The First Avenger. I can. It was Iron, it was Iron Man right up until I saw that film. I can agree with you on that. Um, personally, I just think that the the problem with the MCU films, and this goes beyond Phase One, is they tend to spend too much time on the origin. That's the problem with superhero films. I mean, I've said this before about Batman films. If I could see one more scene of pearls falling in uh, a rain clicked alley i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna go crazy because every single batman film starts off with the shooting of the wings and it's like are you kidding me who doesn't know this by now <coughs> yeah yeah spider-man perfectly done in the new spider-man film not not the, mm-hmm. not the Toby mm-hmm. Maguire, not the andrew garfield the new tom holland spider-man yeah. The homecoming universe. Mm-hmm. The MCU. They did it perfectly. It, it was a, basically a sentence. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows the character knows it. Yeah. Now, I will admit, you couldn't do that for Iron Man. A lot of people didn't know who he was. And that's, and right. that's perfectly fair. I do feel yeah. that they spent too much time in oh, yeah. the Iron Man origin. And honestly, I'm glad they did for Cap simply because, my God, that free super serum CGI. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So here's, and I've made this comment before. It may have been on the podcast. It may have been just in a normal discussion we've had. But phase one, Captain America was, the origin was as long as it needed to be. Yes. You can't understand, like, if you just jump into the fact that, like, oh, he's going through this whole super soldier treatment, basically, without mm-hmm. understanding who he was beforehand, there's no gravity yeah. to it. Captain America is not the super soldier serum. Captain America is the little guy who kept getting beat up and still stood up and said, I can do this all day. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's who Captain America is. He's not Captain America because he's strong. He's Captain America because he was weak. Yeah. Yeah. His strength comes from inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. His ability to fight comes from the Super Soldier Serum. His desire to fight does not. That's right. where it comes from. Yeah. And they, they did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
and I mean with uh with Thor, I think that first Thor was just fucking weird. Like it, it, let's we'll be perfectly honest. I mean, it was let's the, not lie. Every Thor has been kind of weird. Ragnarok. I mean, we'll get to that one, but <laughs> yeah. um, they did Samson's on it uh, today, so yeah, yeah, they did, and I I thought it was terrific. <laughs> yes, and it didn't ruin oh, the film. Oh, there's on it now. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, they, it got released this morning. You can't awesome. ruin that one. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like I was the first Thor. I I think they could have spent a little more time explaining Thor. Yeah, I will say my biggest complaint with Thor is a lack of him taking a mortal name, even if it isn't Don Blake. Fair. Because Thor wasn't just you know, sent to Earth. He was sent to Earth as a mortal. Yeah. Mm. And that is very important to understanding who Thor is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him being mortal. Because the reason why he's so attached to Earth is because he lived among them. As them. See, yeah. that There, there has been that, that little bit of a disconnect on why he's so... Yeah. That's why. Which is kind and of like, I mean... They, I I can see they tried to like give him that connection by falling in love with what's her name, Jane Foster. Yeah. Um, Otherwise known but, as Thor. But Look still, it, it was just kind of like I don't know, like I don't know. I just I mean I'll I'll be perfectly honest with you. They they could have spent more time explaining the character a little bit mm-hmm. in that one before his exile. Um, mm-hmm. To kind of. So people knew what they were getting into because Thor is another one of those characters that a film should not have worked. Right. It could have. But I would have seen like if if I were to have done a phase one. Um, <coughs> you know, phase one based on the characters that they had available to him at that time. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they didn't have Spider-Man and they don't have the X-Men yet. And they don't have the Fantastic Four and, and so on and so forth. Apparently, though, uh, uh, Phage has been basically snapping those up for Phase 4. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't be happier. So but that's not what this is about. But yeah, go on. so... I mean, Iron Man, you kind of have to have the rich asshole. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Cap, you gotta have Cap. Um, though I would have started off with Cap as opposed to um, Iron Man. Honestly, I think they did what they did because Iron Man is more relatable to the average person. Fair. Yeah. He's a guy in a suit of armor that he built. He's not super-powered. It didn't come from uh, you know, a, a vial. Mm-hmm. It didn't come, you know, he doesn't have a magic hammer. He's a guy in a robot suit, and people can identify with that. Yeah. So they went with the easiest one first. Yeah, and also I feel like it might not have taken off if they had started with Captain America. Yeah, like I can I can kind of see where you're going with that. They need to get you invested in the universe before they yeah. throw a World War II film at you. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. So, but yeah, I mean like. Iron Man, Cap, Hulk. I mean, Hulk would 
fucking sell tickets. We all know that uh, because mm -hmm. kids like the big green guy. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And I would have arguably gone with uh, a Hank Pym Ant-Man in phase one. Just the way I look at it. I mean, I would have oh, definitely. I think that that I, would have worked very well. You send a leak and we all stop talking. <laughs> yeah, that's not something to talk about on this. It's not something I want to talk about, but damn. Welp, G fucking G. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, back, back to the Marvel. Yep. Back to Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I mean, that would have been my lineup leading up to the first Avengers yeah. film. You do yeah. your you do your two Iron Man movies because the first one did so well. But you throw an Ant Man uh, in there, you throw a Hulk in there, throw a Cap in there, and I, I mean, will say that not including uh, Hank Pym in Phase One was kind of a slap to the face. The one thing I will say, though, is without the Thor movie, we wouldn't have gotten um, Hawkeye. Right. We must have Hawkeye. Yeah. Though, I love Hawkeye. Though I can see them... See, the thing is, I could see it in the sense of... They could have introduced Hawkeye into the Ant-Man movie. As yeah. well. And, yeah. you know, because the way that S.H.I.E.L.D. sees him is like, this is, you know, this is a problem we have to take care of or whatever. Not realizing, <clears> like, <throat> this is somebody we need. Um, and you get that, that classic shot of him running up the arrow. Yeah. You know? And I mean, right there, that's a trailer fucking image right there. I mean that that would get people in 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 their seats, but they didn't go that route. So I mean we yeah. got Thor instead. I would have saved Thor to like Phase Two. Um, that's just. But me. then you couldn't throw him into Avengers. But yeah, I yeah. mean you couldn't throw him into Avengers. And Thor is a founding Avenger, so. Yeah, but wasn't Pym as well? Well, they had a choice to make. Do we have the big guy with the hammer or the guy who can shrink down? Fair. And, you know, the ladies in the audience took a lot of Crips and words and said, you know, yeah, I like this. You know, another. Yeah. <laughs> Smash. <Pretty> much. <laughs> Let's be perfectly honest. So. Yeah. So now, Ray, what we, uh, of phase one, what was what was your what what's your go to phase one Marvel film? Um. Well, the ones that I've seen the most are. Iron Man 1 and mm -hmm. uh, Captain America. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I've actually probably seen Captain America more than Iron Man, mm -hmm. but that's because my mom is a huge Captain America fan. Gotcha. A huge Captain America fan or a huge Captain America the first Avengers fan? There's a difference. I mean, uh, the character or the movie? 
both. Like she's not a she's not a comic book person. Okay, so the MCU cap. That's what. I'm yes, wondering. the okay, MCU cap. Because um, I'm also a huge Captain America fan, but it predates the movies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I think. Yeah, I I think I think she kind of fell in love with Captain America in that first, uh, in in the first Avenger, uh, film. But like in every single film, if Cap is is in that movie, she will watch that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so she likes more the Dark World, is what you're telling me. We watched it. I don't know if she, I, I don't know her opinion. See, and I've only seen Thor: The Dark World once, maybe twice. I don't remember what happens in that movie at all. I have seen it twice. Once I also theater, don't remember a lot time. of what happens in most of Phase Two. Now that I think about it, I which have... is why I need to get myself these box sets and be able to watch them. See, I've seen uh, Thor: The Dark World several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, up, up until Ragnarok, I mean, it was it was my preferred Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I mean, it just the story and it just felt more organic. Um, I mean, you're dealing. I, I with, don't remember much of it at all. I do. I, I liked it, but you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically. It, I guess we're all in agreement of Cap. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I enjoyed the first Iron Man movie a lot. Yeah. But... Yeah. I really like I don't know, like, if I had to Iron choose between one of the two, like, if they were both on TV at the exact same time, and I had to choose between the two, I'd probably pick Captain America. Yeah. I mean, now here's a fun question. Just who because I, think, I really connect with. Out of the two of them, who do you? Which actor do you think plays the character more true to the character? Probably because Downey that's Jr. a hard. <laughs> that that's the funny thing. I would agree. Although, yeah. goddamn, Evans does an amazing job of making you forget he's Chris Evans. Yes, Evans Evans does a fantastic job of being. Um, Not Johnny Storm. Not Johnny Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Of, of of being Steve Rogers, but I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. Can I just throw this in there real quick? Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe employing former Human Torches in pivotal roles in yes. 2011. <laughs> yes, <Yep>. it's hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, we'll get to uh, that one. Um, yeah. The so, funniest thing is, I love the character of Thor. I love the way Chris Hemsworth plays Thor, but his solo movies are the weakest of oh, absolutely. the entire MCU. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so odd. I can't figure out what goes wrong during them, but he's so much better if he's playing off of his fellows in the event. Well, I I think what it is is that in the in the solo movies, you don't have quite the same. Um, because the fact of the the fact of the matter is, Chris Evans is not human, or not Chris Evans. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. There's going to be a lot of Chris's. There's going to be yeah. a lot of Chris's. So let's kind of yeah. put this um, out of the way. Thor is is supposed to be not human. Yeah. yeah it's from like what Asperger or something, right? <laughs> um, Aspen. 
Espendental. Um, <clears throat> he's a uh, yeah from from Asgard. He's an Asgardian. Yes. And the problem I think with the solo Thors is that they're focusing on him so much, but the actor is a human. Obviously, because I mean, you could say the same yeah. thing about Vision, though. So yeah. Well. But Vision hasn't had a solo movie, so we don't know if Vision, if a, if a, because Vision's only been in movies with. Yeah, I mean, arguably, yeah. Cap's only had two two solo films. Well, still, I mean the the whole the whole thing is is that, um, trying to figure out why the the Thor standalone films are, the weakest. Which I think is because it's it's trying to depict someone who is not human, but is played almost too human, and it just it, it's just this weird this this it's it's just offset kind of weird is what I think. I personally, I mean, I, it's correct me if I'm wrong, Ballin. It's the same thing in the comics, though, where like. When it comes to the Thor books, the Thor books don't sell nearly as well as as some of the yeah. other Avengers. I, I think ultimately the problem is Asgard is a hard concept for people to wrap their heads around. Yeah. That could be, yeah. I think that that's a, basically you look at the Thor solo movies. First Thor, a lot of it takes place in Asgard. Second Thor, you have Dark World, a lot of that takes place in Asgard and it's uh, surrounding Enverns. And Thor Ragnarok, what doesn't play t- take place in Asgard, takes place on an alien world. Yeah. Well, but to be fair, Guardians of the Galaxy has nothing to do with Earth either. Outside of the very somehow, beginning. And, but the thing is, Peter Quill is the most human character in the entire MCU. Yeah. And it's just true. He's relatable himself. It's, it's the fact that it's a, a huge... So it's the, not just that he's human, it's that he's an everyman. Yeah. So, so it, it's hard for people to wrap their minds around... Asgard, plus you've got Thor, who grew up in Asgard, so his mind is perfectly fine wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't, so you have, don't have a character have to identify with. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, every, uh, just to switch over, just to switch genres for a moment, Star Trek. Every Star Trek has a, uh, uh, except for the, uh, uh, except for the original series, every Star Trek has had a character who is an outsider viewing the Federation from outside so that you have someone that you can identify with when they go, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, they have, everyone has an outsider. For Next Gen, that was Worf, for example. You know, he basically may have been raised by the Federation, but he was Klingon through and through. But, uh, and with Thor, they don't have that person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it sounds like we're in agreement on the weakest, <laughs> weakest yeah. Yeah. phase one movie as well. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I love Thor, but yeah, I love Thor the character. Thor's movies don't work as well. And yeah. I'm just gonna say this: I'm gonna skip ahead to the very end of this discussion. Worst movie in the entire MCU is Thor Ragnarok. Mm, I, I liked Thor. Yeah, Ragnarok, I, I enjoyed it too. I liked it, but it's still the weakest of the MCU movies. 
being the witness isn't really an insult. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Um, you're not necessarily insulting, but still, it's just kind of like I don't know. I, you know what? I will legitimately say I, I think Iron Man three is the weakest of the MCU I, movies. I actually really enjoyed Iron Man three, especially because of the Mandarin. I mean. A lot of people disagree with me on that, and I don't care. I thought that was a great twist. No, it, it was. Yeah. And then there was the uh, little featurette on uh, Thor The Dark World uh, where they confirm that there is an actual Mandarin out there. Yeah, a double twist. It's perfect. But um, yeah, let's, let's kind of get into phase two. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had Iron Man 3. Thor to Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Which, it was kind of weird ending with a non-Avengers film. Yeah, it should yeah. be Ultron, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, personally, if they wanted that May release <laughs> on yeah. Avengers, I mean, that's... Let's just be serious there for yeah. The May release is usually the the quote unquote big one. Mm. So, like we had in Phase One, May second, two thousand eight was Iron Man. May seventh, two thousand ten was Iron Man two. And May fourth, twenty twelve was the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. May third, twenty thirteen. Iron Man 3. May 1st, 2015, Avengers, Age of Ultron. And then mm. May 6th, 2016, they call it Captain America, but it's the Avengers Civil War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then... That brings it us... It was going to be May for the, for the newest... Yeah. For Infinity War, it but was. they they pushed it up, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I yeah. don't I don't have a complaint. I, I don't have a, I don't have a complaint either, other than it breaking the 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 chain the chain of the May. The thing is, I like that Marvel going. You can't control us. Yeah, no, I I agree. I like it, but at the same time, there there's that little part in my brain that's like, but May. <laughs> well, the thing is, like the um, Infinity War was supposed to come out like near the what third week. Of May? Yeah. Yes. So, Second what, what else was coming out right around that time? <laughs> Another Marvel film, technically. Yeah. Oh, is that when Ant-Man and the Wasp was coming out? No, that's no, when Deadpool was coming out. Oh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, Deadpool. And I'm going to, yeah, I would not want to see two movies in one week. I do not like to go to movies that often. Yeah. In one month, fine. Two in one week, no. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of. So. Unless I could find a theater that would line them up just perfect. So I could go out of one and right into the other. Into the other. <laughs> so, I mean, just the simple fact of them pushing it to April 27th. You know, a few days before yeah. May. I mean, that's yeah. it's still in that time frame. So, um, and then May third, twenty nineteen, is the Untitled Avengers film. So, I mean, it looks like uh, we bookend 
phase three with Avengers movies. So, mm. uh, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers film, and um, the untitled Avengers film. So, meh. But okay. uh, back to year two. Um, year two. Uh, phase two. Phase two. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, of all the, I mean, obviously, um, Thor was, the first Thor was the weakest of Phase 1. And I just felt that Iron Man 3 was the weakest of Phase 2. It just, you just came off Avengers a year before. Mm-hmm. I will say that if basically in terms of fitting into the universe, Iron Man 3 definitely wasn't as good in that respect. Yeah. In that basically it really had nothing to do with the universe other than Tony's PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, that's true. But we did get the we did get aim. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I was sore. <laughs> huh? It didn't feel like game. They, they need yellow beekeepers. <laughs> they did. <laughs> we never saw their labs, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I who will... knows? They, the head of their labs might have been a very big man. <laughs> <sighs> but um, I will say this much. As, as much as I think Iron Man 3 was the weakest of... Phase two and my least liked Avengers, I mean, uh, least liked MCU film. It was well acted. Um, yes. If it wasn't for Iron Man 3, we may not have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because and that would be a pity. Because extremis. Yep. I can tell Ray is confused. No, okay. I know what extremis is. Okay, good. But well, you know how it ties into Agents of Shield, right? Yeah. Okay, awesome. It's just that awkward silence. It's like the usually, thing the, is, usually the you silence. Forgot, Ray binged the whole damn series. <laughs> yeah. Fair. So. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. If it wasn't for Iron Man three and Extremis, we wouldn't have had Centipede and so on and so forth. So. Right. And what would we do without the Human Centipede? <laughs> um, but then we had Third Dark World, and I, I, I will say that it was, it felt like a better Thor film. Than the, the, than the first yeah. one. Uh, I, I guess it's because we had we had a whole movie to kind of get used to Thor. Plus Avengers. So seeing him again was like, oh, hey, it's Thor. But then we also got the Dark Elves and I was just. I, I don't know why, but I just fucking love that. I love the shit out of that so much. I need to rewatch it. I don't remember any of that. I, I really didn't like the Asgardian like starfighters. <laughs> the ships with the lasers. Fair. That just felt weird to yeah. me. No, I don't no, I agree with you on that, but I mean them going up against 
Malekith. Yes. Was terrific. And I realized they couldn't have done him like in the comic because that would look ridiculous. Fair. There are things that work on the page that don't work on the screen. We all know that. But we did but, get Curse, so... Yes. Which is something I never thought we would have saw. Um, then we had, um, arguably, another fucking amazing high point in the uh, MCU, which was uh, Winter Soldier. That was a mm. great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Winter Soldier <clears throat> definitely took because up until this point we'd had like, oh, these are superhero films. Captain... And suddenly it's a political thriller. Yeah. It, yeah. Tom Clancy's Captain America. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. The, thing is, the funny thing is though, all of the MCU films, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are actually, okay, we're going to show you a superhero film, but it's really another kind of film. Captain America the First Avenger is a superhero film, but it's really a World War II film. Thor the Dark World. Uh, I mean, Thor, the first one, basically, is a superhero film, but it's really a medieval fantasy film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is a superhero film, but it's really a political thriller film. Yeah. <laughs> which brings us up to the next one, which was, this is a superhero movie, but actually it's just, a, it's just like a road trip film, which was <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I love that movie. No, that was, this is a superhero film, but it's really a space opera film. Okay. Fair, fair. It was, it was basically, it was them out Star Warsing Star Wars. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, then we had Avengers, Age of Ultron. Yeah. And then we had Ant-Man, which was, hey, we're giving you a superhero movie, but this is actually a heist film. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying right now, the best of phase two. I mean, Ant Man's up there for me, but I still got to give it to Winter Soldier. Oh, I liked Winter Soldier, but I enjoyed Ant Man far more than I enjoyed Winter Soldier. I just my my toss up for me would be Ant Man and Guardians. Fair, because I I legitimate like I I enjoyed the other ones too. I I, I, I liked the other ones, but I I really. Really, you know, you like Ant Man and Guardians. Let's let's kind of change the dynamic a little bit. Pop back to Phase One. Mm-hmm. What what are your three Phase One films? My top three, in in no particular order, because it'd be like choosing your favorite child, and everybody knows Captain Billy's Mer- a little shit. Captain America: Iron Man and Avengers. Okay, that that is the easiest question in the world. Gotta be honest with you. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. <laughs> I would, Captain America, Iron Man, Avengers. I would yeah. go Hulk, uh, Cap, and Avengers. Okay, hmm. To be fair, I have not seen Hulk, so I can't... Incredible Hulk, let's be the honest. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I have not Hulk. seen The Incredible Hulk, Hulk so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, honestly, I just... I can't weigh it on that one. Yeah, I mean, just the way uh, Ed Norton acted in it, and it added so much depth to the character. Oh, yeah, um, he was good, I but feel like I would not... miss having Mark Ruffalo. You mean Ruffalo? Ruffalo. <laughs> I Sorry. never heard that pronunciation before. That's okay, that's okay. Um, having having been my, my only good experience with Hulk, having being the MCU, mm-hmm. I think the fact that 
you know, I, I didn't see The Incredible Hulk before Avengers. I think I would have real issue going back and watching it now and my, not, not having him. My only problem with Ed Norton as Banner is he never felt like Banner to me. I really didn't see the the brilliance of Bruce Banner in the Ed Norton depiction. I'll I'll give you and, that. I'll give you and, that one hundred percent. And without that, it just feels like Robert. It just feels like Tony Stark without being a snarky asshole. Fair. I mean, I mean, I liked the film, but that was missing for me. And and that's fair. That is completely fair. Um, I just feel that personally with the way um what ed norton brought to the role um and yes i mean that the banner smart stuff like yeah wasn't there but like 90 percent like well 80 percent of the movie he was on the fucking run <laughs> you yeah know? he had the angst down pat you know he was on the run like i'm i'm in mexico i'm in this country i'm over here you know it's just it was a big thing. And also him constantly like he's constantly checking his blood pressure and making sure that he's keeping himself calm because he's legitimately afraid of the Hulk. And I mean, that in itself is just. I mean, yeah, we got Tim Roth as abomination, which. Mm, yeah. I mean, there was there was that, but yeah, that happened. The real villain of the film was the Hulk. Like the the real the, like the hero and the villain were the same fucking character. I would actually say the real villain was Thaddeus Ross as usual. Well, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. But I mean, if you think about it that way, like if you think about it this way, like we all know the Hulk is is a hero yeah though the the vessel for the hulk is so afraid of the hulk that it's almost vilified where it's like yeah. i cannot let this out i need to do everything i can to keep this under control mm. and it was just it was nice seeing that aspect yes and it was just that and i'm like this movie's terrific i mean once again, well acted. Um, I mean, they, it was a product of the CG of the era. So, I mean, it didn't look all that amazing. And it was done by Universal. So, and it was the last standalone Hulk film we got. Because Universal. Mm. Yeah. Fucking Universal. Yep. Get with the program, dudes. So... Phase two. Your your uh your three from phase two. Um, in no order. Yeah. Uh, Winter Soldier, Guardians, Ant Man. Same. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> okay. I really, so I, I really did really like Iron Man three though. Yeah, I liked it too. Just it's not a top three, but yeah, I liked it. Like I said, busy twist actually kind of made the film for me. It was, I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was the weakest phase two for me. So, I mean, Thor. looking in comparison to the others, I don't remember Thor: The Dark World. Like, yeah, 
at all. Yeah, for me, that was the weakest of Phase 2. But then again, as I've said before, the Thor movies are generally the weakest. Yeah. I will say, though, that if you throw Thor out, Iron Man 3 was the weakest of Phase 2. Yeah. If you throw Thor the Dark World out. Not that it was bad. Again, much like Thor Ragnarok, it's not an insult to say this is the weakest MCU film of a phase. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's kind of like, uh, you know, saying this is my least favorite flavor of ice cream. But, dude, you're still eating ice cream. Right. <laughs> um, phase 3, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming. This one is coming. painful to try and choose from, by the way. Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. I'm leaving Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man the Wasp, Captain Marvel, yeah. and, of course, the Untitled Avengers films off the list. Because, because they haven't come because out. Because we have not seen them. Because, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say the best Phase 3 film has not yet come out. <laughs> Let's face it. But well, I the mean, best one I've seen so far... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody knows that Ant-Man's going to steal the show in Avengers 4. <laughs> the biggest heist in there. I mean, he did it at the beginning of fucking Phase 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, Captain America: Civil War or Avengers: Civil War. Let's. I mean, it was it was very much of an Avengers film. It was, yeah, it was. It was, and that was to a strength actually, because honestly, Captain America, you cannot separate him from the Avengers. Yeah, but the thing, the thing is, he has devoted his entire post World War II life to the Avengers. But so. the, but the thing is, don't call it fucking Captain America. Civil War, like call it Avengers Civil War, or just call it Civil War. I mean, in all honesty, the reason why it was a Captain America film, there's two reasons for this one in universe, one out. The out of universe reason is because he really was the central figure of the comic version. Fair. The in character thing is because it's a continuation of what he saw happening in Winter Soldier. Yeah. He basically he has lost his faith in the U.S. government and the world governments because of Hydra infiltrating Shield so effectively, mm. mm -hmm. and because of that, he feels he can't put his trust in a faceless body again. Which is which is totally fair. Yeah, and that, in my opinion, is why they made a Captain America film. Yeah, because it honestly is about his lack of trust in the system. He Captain America is an. Every die 20 I play out there is going to know what I'm saying when I say this. He's chaotic good to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Okay. He doesn't believe in law. He believes in truth and justice. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, if the system doesn't work, you know, when, when the system, everyone is telling you, uh, you know, uh, to move, you plant yourself like a tree you know, at the river of, just, uh, uh, river of Truth and say, no, you move. Yeah. That's Captain America in a nutshell. And yeah. that's why Civil War was his movie. Fair. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. But it was totally an Avengers film still. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's why it was under his banner. Uh-huh. Even though banner wasn't in it. I was going to say, like, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> um... Then we have, and, and I'm, this has a very special place for me. Um, cause I remember in the late nineties, early, early aughts, um, there was talk of a Dr. Strange movie 
that never happened. And I was so excited about the potential of a Doctor Strange movie. Because he's such a weird character from the Marvel Universe. It just... I just feel that there's so much that could have been done. Uh, that's my point. I'm saying it, he's, it's such potential because he's so different. Yeah. It's not just another guy thrown on tights and beating somebody up because of a bank robbery. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we got Doctor Strange, and honestly, once again, Doctor Strange does what Captain America the First Avenger did very well, which mm -hmm. was spend just enough time on the origin. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, the entire movie was an origin story. I mean, if you want to be honest about it, I mean, because he doesn't really become Doctor Strange until right near the end. I mean, no, he was Doctor Strange at the beginning because he was a doctor. His name is Stephen Strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like you know he he, he does not become the superhero. So central to his character is being the Sorcerer Supreme, and that legitimately doesn't happen until near the end. That doesn't happen until like post credits. That well, he's Sorcerer Supreme. In all honesty, I'd say he became Sorcerer Supreme the instant he uttered the line, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. That's fair. I mean... That's uh, the moment in which he took up that mantle. He wasn't crowned it yet, but that was, that was the moment he became yep. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, Doctor Strange is... is definitely top three. For me. Mm-hmm. Anybody have anything else to throw in about Doctor Strange or Um I saw it recently, so luckily uh it's fresh in my mind. I loved the whole movie. Mads Mickelson played an amazing villain because he was believable. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a mustache twirling guy. He's a guy who Honestly, you could see be uh, you could see as very much a Batman type. He doesn't want uh, you know, he wants to save people, everyone, no mm -hmm. matter how unrealistic that may be. Right. But I mean, I mean, I would love to know what drove him down. What exactly brought him to the temple to meet the ancient one to make him into this guy? Because his backstory has got to be interesting. Yeah. Because what made him that obsessed with nobody ever dying ever again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of that, we had Mordo. Yeah. Who, I mean, I enjoyed that character far too much. <laughs> especially, like, especially post-credits. Where it's yeah. just like, nobody deserves it. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that ups that, that upset me. On, I was like, no. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, I I was so excited that Doctor Strange was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, I saw it in 3D in theaters, and I also saw it in 3D. It was oh, yes. fucking fantastic. You have to see Doctor yeah. Strange in 3D. Mm. And I think that's why I, I think that's why I did watch it in 3D was because uh, uh, Ball and you and Storms had seen it before I did. Yeah, 
And I think the, I think you both said that it needed to be sitting in 3D because usually I avoid uh, 3D in movies. Yeah, um, I mean, I will be honest with you. There are any movie in which magic plays a central theme has to be an effects heavy movie. Yeah, right? yeah. And for this one, the effects they used had to be done in 3D. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, then we have Guardians Volume Two, ah, <sighs> which I was slightly disappointed by, but it was still really good because it was still the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, okay, so here's here's the thing: like Guardians Volume Two takes place not that long after Guardians One. Yeah, which is which is great. So I mean, when you're doing the watch on it. I think you got to watch it like right before um, right after Age of Ultron. So it's actually technically falls into phase two. <laughs> so it's it's weird because it's like only a couple yeah. months, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely before Cap um, Civil War. So chronologically. And the thing is, I still haven't figured out where Doctor Strange fits into the timeline because it's just just before thor ragnarok <laughs> that post credit scene yeah yeah true where he's talking with thor about odin fair that's true yeah so that's why my best guess is just before thor ragnarok yeah which does Thor... Thor Ragnarok is stated in universe to take place two years after Age of Ultron. Yeah. Okay, but what time in comparison to Civil War? Civil War was a few months after Age of Ultron, I think. Yeah. So it okay. takes place after Civil War. Yeah, it's something like six months after. Yeah. Because you have the Sokovia incident. Yeah. Right. And of course, Black Panther takes place right after uh, yeah. the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. So, God, I love trying to figure out the timeline sometimes. Oh, that's so, oh, it's so hard. To be fair, comic book time has always been a little screwed up. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what? Let me go with the definitive fucking timeline on this. Yeah. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Live action timeline. First Avenger. Uh, then you have the Agent Carter seasons. Mm -hmm. That was so good. Then you have Iron it. Man 1 and 2. Incredible Hulk. Thor. Incredible Hulk comes after Iron Man 2? That's Apparently. What, that's what this that's, is. That's bizarre! Okay. But it on. doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But go on. Um, <laughs> but the one shot uh, that's on the Incredible Hulk DVD. Oh, no, wait. There's, is it on the Incredible Hulk or is it on? No, it's on the Iron Man 2. No, it was, no, it was on the... Uh, 
takes place during the events of Incredible Hulk between... Yeah, well, there. Uh, oh, no, it was on the uh, Captain America um, okay. Blu-ray. But there's the one shot. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Where Coulson's, uh basically yeah. stops a robbery. Um, and goes, we were never here. You did this yourself. Um, but I'll, I'll leave the one shots out of the way on this. But yeah, so you got apparently Incredible Hulk takes place after Iron Man 2, which does not make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. Um, but then you got Thor. Then you have the second half or the, the end, rather, of uh, First Avenger. Then you have the Avengers. Then you have Iron Man 3. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. Thor the Dark World. The next chunk of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. Winter Soldier. Then the good part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. <laughs> uh, then you have Guardians 1. Guardians 2. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? This does not make sense. This is a weird fucking timeline. So, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, the Aftershock episodes. Uh, yeah. Aftershock kind of kicks this off. At the same time that's going on, Daredevil Season 1's apparently happening. I thought that took place pretty damn soon after the, first, the Avengers' first film. Well, we, I'm so confused. Yeah. Because they make reference to the, the events of Avengers because they're still cleaning up the city. Yeah. True. Yeah, that's true. But they're also dealing with, um, could also be dealing with the, uh, the damage left by the result of uh, Winter Soldier as well. They were speaking specifically about the Chitauri incident. Mm, yeah. Fair. Now, it's been a you, while since I watched season one of Daredevil, but yeah, I I, I remember that. So there's one thing that I'm, I'm noticing missing. Yeah. That should be happening like right after Avengers uh-huh. and before Iron Man 3. And that is some of the events from Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, to be fair, uh, that was a flashback. It was basically, it was a situation where most of it takes place later on, so that's what they're going by. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Age of Ultron and goes happens while Daredevil Season 2 is going on. I can believe that, yeah. Um, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2 continues. Uh, and then Ant-Man uh, happens. Alongside that is Jessica Jones. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. Okay. Daredevil Season 2 happens. Uh, continue with Season 3 and Season 3. Okay, so... During this chunk, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, the episode Space Time, around that time, Daredevil Season 2 starts kicking off. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. During that, 
Doc, the beginning of Doctor Strange happens. And they, they point out the beginning. So, okay. Uh, because yeah. you got to remember. Because it does jump around a little. Yeah, yeah. It does. And that's why it causes a lot of the issue. Um, then we have failed experiment, uh, the episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then we have Civil War. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. continues. Then we have Spider-Man Homecoming. Then we have the uh, mini-series Slingshot from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, season 4 of S.H.I.E.L.D. Con uh, coincides with uh, Season 1 of Luke Cage. Then we have uh, after the episode Let Me Stand Next to Your Fire. Uh, that's the ending of Doctor Strange. Then mm -hmm. the rest of the season four. Um, then Iron Fist happens. Um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four What If happens. Um, then Inhumans season one happens. Along with the Defenders and the Runaways. Um, uh, let me just say, I'm going to be perfectly honest, I forgot that uh, in Ewan's happened until you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just... I never oh. watched it. I, never yeah, I, have not I... Watched, I have not watched Inhumans. Well, or, real, real or that, that, too. Okay, uh, Runaways. So, okay, and then Thor Ragnarok happens. Um, as well. Then okay. Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. happens, which runs alongside The Punisher Season 1. So, and that is the live-action uh, timeline. I didn't hear them mention Black Panther, but I know that happens right after Civil War. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, was, uh, yeah. that was missed off of here. Um... So, I mean, this thing may not have been updated recently. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the big confusing one was always... <clears throat> oh, and another thing that's... Uh, Defenders was on there. Okay. Another... Conf the big confusing one was Doctor Strange because it does involve time manipulation. So... Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's that. Huh. Oh, and then there's the full chronolo chronology. Yeah. yeah. So oh, you got geez. the prologue to Throw the Dark I'm World, on. and then you have the prologue to Thor. And, uh, yeah, let's skip that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, My brain hurts enough. But yeah, I mean, it's just a... It's just, yeah. Let me see if this one actually includes... Oh, because this includes the comic book tie-ins. That's why it's the full one. No. <laughs> Still missing, uh, still missing Black Panther, though. Huh. Yeah, huh. well, oh, it's the only it, they're the only people that miss Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Guardians 2. Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, it was, yeah, well, I enjoyed it, but I was still disappointed in it. Because honestly, I heard that Ego was going to be in it. I was like, Ego the Living Planet? Are you serious? That's going to be awesome. And it turned out to be Kurt Russell. And I'm like, and just Kurt Russell. 
I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is what we get for Ego the Living Planet? What What next? Galactus is just a big cloud? They're, no, Fox Ray did that shit. Yeah, I know. Silver Surfer's just sitting behind a uh, convenience store huffing paint. Yeah. <laughs> um, Witness me. Dude, you've you've gone through four cans already. You're, he looks like he blew Robocop. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... But yeah, you have Guardians too. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's... Yeah, it was yeah. still a fun ride. Yeah, it I was. mean, I've I've rewatched it several times. I I do the first really like one was so much better. But I will say, Mantis made two. Yeah, yeah. Mantis made the movie, though the interaction between Mantis and Drax was terrific. Yeah, I loved the interaction between the two. I didn't enjoy Drax as much in the second one, though. I enjoyed I Drax as a character more in the first. I agree. Fair. Uh, then we had Spider-Man Homecoming. I liked that movie. I that that's hands down my favorite Spider-Man movie that I've ever seen. It was. I mean, compared to the other ones, I mean, it's not hard to say. I mean, that's fair, but still, I I did. I I really enjoyed it. I did not enjoy the quote-unquote twist of MJ. I thought that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that felt very shoehorn. Um, yeah. It's like, hey, look, we're gonna make a joke here, real quick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Meh. I I liked. I liked the. I loved the character up until that point. I I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Like just the sarcastic. I, I liked her. And then and then it was MJ, and I'm like, well, you just killed it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not that that actress couldn't play MJ. It's right. that actress was playing MJ who wasn't MJ. Yeah. What right. The hell? Right. It's like it they was... wanted the name drop, but not the character. That yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. So that, that, that kind of bummed me out. But I did, but I did really enjoy that movie. But they made up for it with, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the reveal of, uh, you know, in the car, basically. Oh yeah. That that made up for everything. Oh yeah. That totally made up for everything. And that was an example, actually, of a uh, name switch that actually worked. Liz, okay. Because that doesn't have a big connection for Spider-Man. I mean, it's a strong connection, but it's not like MJ. Mm. It's like if they thrown in somebody named Gwen and her last name wasn't Stacy. Yeah. Mm. There's one Gwen in Spuddy's life, and it's Stacy. Not Pool. Stacy. Well, I mean, he dropped her. One way to bridge that topic. So, I mean, you two love Spider-Man Homecoming. And yes. I'll, I'll flat yeah. out say that, yes, it was the best Spider-Man on film. Yep. 
but I know you're not a Spider-Man fan. But yeah, I mean, I'm not a Spider-Man fan. Um, I it was a good film. Mm-hmm. It's I have trouble with Spider-Man movies, so that's fair. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like I, I yeah. I'm not super invested in the character. I mean, much like some people weren't um, super invested in Doctor Strange, you know? Like, I fucking love Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know? Very strong character. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, and I mean... But if just... you're not into... If, if you're one of these people who thinks that, oh, well, you know, magic doesn't belong in a superhero film. Yeah. Then, yeah, you're not going to like Doctor Strange. I did like a lot of the stuff that they, they did with with this version of Spider-Man. Um, I was rather pleased with it, actually. Um, I will say that, and I said this during um, Civil War, when, when we did that, that one episode on Civil War back, back in, mm-hmm. in ye olden days. Yeah. People, people say that, oh, well, it may supposed to be like an old, old woman. I think that Marissa Tomei does a great job as Aunt May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. She did a good job. I mean, I will say I didn't like the the casting decision there to make May not an old woman. I did not like that. But I will say, if you're going to go that route, thank you for at least getting someone good to do it. Yeah. And an Academy Award winning actress at that. And I mean, Not she's for this movie, but still. And I mean, she's worked with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. before. Yep. Uh, she's worked with another MCU alum, Mickey Rourke, before. <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Yeah. Where is my board? Huh? Where is my board? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, there's this, it's. I honestly like. I think she was one of the, the stronger points for the film. Oh, for yes. Yeah. Um, considering I'm not invested in Spider-Man. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had arguably one of the best uh, after credits lines in the history of the MCU. Yeah. You're, you're not right. <laughs> <Let's see>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ray just remembered it. And, yeah. uh... It was so good. <sighs> Uh, now we get to a divisive one between the three of us yeah and that's Thor Ragnarok (sighs) so Bowen explain why you hate (laughs) Thor Ragnarok okay here's my issue and really this is where it all falls apart for Thor Ragnarok they were not incorrect when they assumed that what worked about Thor was comic relief. Thor is great at comic relief. The problem is Thor is great at comic relief when he doesn't realize he's being comic relief. He, the, com- the comedy from the Thor movies, that the four, Thor movies and the Avengers movies that works the best are when he's being ultra serious and nobody around him can take him seriously because of that whole disconnect between Asgardian and Earth people. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are... Uh, it, uh, and that includes, for example, when he's being made fun of, you know, 
You know, does your mother know you weareth her drapes? From Iron Man. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, him making fun of Thor. But in Thor Ragnarok, they're throwing out one-liners left and right, and it doesn't work. It does not work. The, the most cringeworthy line for me is, you know, uh, yeah, I know him from work. No. No. Oh, really? <laughs> no. That line does not work. Not the least of which, because it's just something I don't see Thor saying. I mean, if you're talking about he knows him from the Avengers, okay? That's mm-hmm. not work for Thor. That's how Asgardians have fun. Kicking the shit out of things. I mean... I mean, kicking the shit out of things is a way that they have fun. But kind of protecting the Nine Realms is kind of their job, so... But overall, my big problem also is that they had a lot of chance to introduce some interesting alien characters, and instead they turned it into like an improv comedy routine. I mean, I hated Quark, and I know Ray disagrees with me on this vehemently. And I, I hated I... I disagree with you as well. <laughs> it just didn't work. And not even because this is a character from already just the comics who's deadly serious, but just I just can't get past them turning this into a slapstick like hey. three stooges routine. Hmm. Wanna bed? Okay. Make sure he walks one yep. more time before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. You can let him stay out here if you want. You don't have to put him in our room. Okay. I mean... Night. Sorry. Like... Like the, uh, when uh, both Cord and me together make a rock, scissors, paper joke, and it doesn't... Rock, paper, scissors, it just doesn't work because it's like... Okay. Um, point of order. Rock, paper, scissors. You know of this how? <laughs> it, yeah. As if to, because, and just to hammer the point home, they have Mick make, put his arms up like scissors. Mm-hmm. While he's saying that. And it just, it, it, they tried far too hard. And that's my issue with that. They tried far too hard when, really, the Thor works best when the comedy is low-key, if you'll pardon the pun. I will never pardon the pun. Piss off, ghost. I honestly, Korg was one of my favorite parts of fucking Thor Ragnarok. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to replace him with Thermian Audio. <laughs> because then I wouldn't have to hear what he was actually saying. So I did not understand that reference. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. But, yeah. I mean, um, uh, the top comment on the CinemaSins thing about everything wrong with Lord Ragnarok, because I look at this stuff, the top comment I write about that, I think this movie is one of the only times when the third installment of the trilogy turns out to be the best one. What? <laughs> I mean... Of, of the three Thor films, I would probably 
rewatch Thor Ragnarok more than I would watch rewatch the others. Well, no. You Again, to, you, I don't remember the Dark World. You would have so. to rewatch the Dark World so you would have a frame of reference. Well, so. yes, yes, but no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I have to rewatch the Dark World to to make sure. But I, I, I did really enjoy Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, For me, it just didn't work, and it did. Every attempt at humor was cringeworthy at best. How? Ever. However, it did have the best one element of it was the best thing to ever appear in a Thor movie, which admittedly is kind of like saying this is the best looking vomit I've ever seen. But <laughs> it Carl Urban as Scourge the Executioner. Okay. Knocked it out of the park. I will I will give you that. Yeah. He was amazing. Because, and the funny thing is, I mean, it would be, the funny thing is he had a fair bit of comedy bits himself, but he did so, he did everything so well because Carl Urban does everything so well that you can't, basically you can't fault him for it because even, he's even good at that. Carl Urban is so, such a weird actor for me in that I know he is so good at what he does. And yet every time I see him, I have to be reminded this is Carl Urban. Well, I know. I mean, now he just needs to use a shake weight in every film he does. So and you'll remember. But mostly what I love about him as Scourge is that they put in one of my favorite elements from the death of Scourge, which is him using those twin assault rifles, the twin AKs. Mm -hmm. That that right there was like, that's amazing to me. Yeah. I mean, for for me, visually, I fell in love with the movie mm -hmm. on a, on a visual aspect. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of Kirby uh, influence can be seen, especially oh, yeah. in Sakaar. Um, it's just just something about it. You're just like, oh my god! They're you know, just that itself is like. They're playing homage to one of the creators, you know? Oh, yes. And I just love like, that. Just like I love anything, uh, whenever they bring in anything having to do with uh, the new gods into the DC universe, with Darkseid and uh, such. It, so much Jack Kirby. And this is the main reason why I want a, a comic accurate Galactus, because that character is a walking Jack Kirby reference. Yeah. You cannot look at him and not see uh, King Kirby. You can't. That giant purple armor, it's ridiculous looking, but at the same time, it's awesome looking. Also, can we stop doing Jeff Goldblum work just to give him work? <laughs> can we stop uh, doing that? Um, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Because I probably would have liked Thor Ragnarok more if not for him. Fair. He is good in some roles. Mm -hmm. He doesn't work in that one. Okay. I think what they were doing was they were said, well, the collector was a quirky kind of guy. Let's make, you know, uh, it's like, no, no, it doesn't work with this one. Nope, nope, nope. I'm a little worried about what they're going to do with any future elders like the champion and such. Well. <laughs> 
I mean, we'll, we'll hopefully find out soonish on that. Yeah. Within the next week. I mean, we just, there's just so much, um, so much when it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Thor Ragnarok, I, I enjoyed. And, and I've said this before, the, my logic on why the tone of Thor changed so much was because of the way he'll be used in Infinity War. Possibly, yeah. I will say, though, there's also a definite disconnect between this really, you know, uh, you know joke-laden movie and then he gets his eye ripped out and his home blows up. <laughs> That's a tonal shift. Yeah. That really, yeah. really stands out when you look Yeah. For sure. When I say he gets his eye torn out, I of course mean he puts some makeup around his eye. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst effect ever. I remember sitting in the theater and he gets the eye, t- you know, cut out. Yeah. As, as shittily as they did that. Yes. Um, and I just kind of like sat up straight in my seat and was like, we're getting King Thor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Odin's dead. Well, yeah, and no. I, I mean, you could do a version of Thor without the visuals of King Thor. Yeah. But he loses the eye and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's like when I watched Thor the Dark World and Curse, you know, Curse showed up, and I was like, oh, I can't believe they did this. It was just one of those situations, you know? Yeah, I could see that, yeah. Um, but whenever, whenever one of the movies does something and it flat out is comic book. Yeah. That I, is always nice. Yeah. I have those moments where I'm just like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And, um, I mean, it's, like, I... It's fan service. Oh, it's total fan service. Um, I, I will say I enjoyed a lot of, you know, what, what you didn't enjoy about yeah. Thor Ragnarok. And, again, the great thing about games and comics and all this geeky stuff it's is... It's all subjective. There is a spectrum of things mm-hmm. yeah. where you, one person might love it, another person might hate There's stuff for everybody. Yeah. yeah, I love Spider-Man. You don't. Yeah. I like Thor. We we like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and and you don't. So, I mean, that's that. Ray just loves everything. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Punisher Ray. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Punisher. Ray did yeah. not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Raiden, Raiden, in all seriousness, Ray did not like the Punisher because there weren't enough thumbs going through eyes. So. <sighs> See, okay, the most annoying thing to me about that joke, because you guys make that joke a lot. Anytime mm-hmm. Punisher no, comes I up, never that, have. I, I do it Rephrase. all the time. Yes, anytime that joke. So the, the thing that annoys me most about that joke 
Mm-hmm. Is, is delivery living. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> well, and and see, you you laugh. No, but, I'm, I'm not laughing because I know exactly what you were gonna say and why. Yeah. So I have I have two things that get me really badly to the point where I just end up shutting down. Mm-hmm. Needles uh-huh. that are, you know, needles like that are sewing someone or needles that go into the body. Yeah. Yeah. Needles that go into the body. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm doing like my cringe head twist thing. Um, just talking about it. So that really messes with me. And I horror really messes with me. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the, the, the worst thing about that joke is it makes me think about it, and it makes me do the cringe thing. Okay, right? Remember that discussion we had about how much you hate the Borg? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Star Trek First Contact, the, the, what is considered by most to be the best of the next generation Star Trek movies, has a scene uh, where... The Borg put a piercing object dangerously close to Bacardi. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. I'm nope. Nope. I'm nope. saying that's your trifecta nope. right there. Nope. 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 So I'm nope. saying nope. don't see the film is what I'm saying. Yep. yep. And in, in all seriousness, First Contact is my least favorite of so. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, Insurrection followed by Nemesis. Followed by Generation. So, yeah. I, the funny thing is, I don't like First Contact either. I don't like any of the Next Generation films. Yeah. And the, but the reason I don't like First Contact is they destroyed the Borg. I mean... The Borg Queen was something that never should have happened. No, I agree with you on that. I just... I, I personally think that the whole... Okay, like, they could have done a better job with the movies. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, but that's neither here nor there. That's, that's... and it has nothing to do with Marvel films. Nope. Yeah, yep, nope. Um, just don't watch it, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, there's there's really no fear of that because I just I just don't watch Star Trek in general. Yeah, then so then the last uh, last released one was Black Panther, and yes. oh, I love that movie so yes. much. I liked elements of it. I liked the whole damn thing. Oh, same. <laughs> like, I, I would say of, of the thus released, MC thus far films. released uh, Phase 3 films, I would be very hard-pressed to choose between Black Panther and Doctor Strange. I feel but, that way about the entire MCU released films to date. Yeah, no, I can agree with you there. I can absolutely agree with you there. Uh, to yeah, release two and 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 Doctor Strange are. And I mean, what's funny about that is when it looks like I am having some technical issues on my end. Um, so there's that. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen Black Panther. Black Panther, Black Panther is the one. Nope, we're not. 
What? What? No, my uh, my I'm having technical difficulties on my end. Do I need oh. to stop talking? Do we need to wait? Uh, you should be good now. Okay. Okay. Um, been recording this entire time, so no, no, it has been recording this entire time. Yeah. Okay. Good. But it's like <laughs> I, the audio hasn't been coming through constant. So. Oh. But it's just like been like the last like. 30 to 45 seconds so okay okay so you were talking about you you loved black panther yes, yes. Both of us. um and black panther is i think the only mcu movie that i have gone repeatedly to the theater for. Mm-hmm. the rest of them um, i go and see them in theater and then wait for them to come out to watch them again. I will admit I'm still doing that, but that's only because honestly, we have so many movies a year we go to see, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to use up a slot in a year where Incredibles 2 and Avengers of Infinity War and Deadpool are all coming out. And Ant-Man right. and the Wasp. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly. Well, so I went and I saw Black Panther with my dad first and then i've gone to see it with friends because i really want my friends to see the movie <laughs> and so you know i go i go with them to see it um so what you're so, your friends are like you and they won't go see the, the movie by themselves well basically yeah <laughs> fair um well and like like one of them one of them has has a, a son and so you know she if she you know can't take him to to watch it which because he has a he's he's young he's got a very short attention span as most young children do mm-hmm. um really yeah, her I only time to go and watch the movie is when she's hanging out with friends every other you know the rest of the time she's either working or she's got her kid sure. so i mean if she's gonna see a movie she's gonna see it with friends because otherwise yeah. Um, but actually, you know what? We may have taken him with us. I think we did. <laughs> I can't remember. I legit can't remember if he came with us or not. I know he went and saw a movie with us. I think it was Black Panther, but it could have been a different because I've seen a few movies. Um, I think he went and saw Black Panther with us. Yeah, he did. He did because he started freaking out when, um, can we can we can spoiler spoiler stuff is not yeah even though it's technically still in the theaters it's been a long freaking time okay <laughs> so when when uh t'challa gets thrown off the off the waterfall yeah and everyone thinks he's dead all the everyone in the, the everyone in the movie yes <laughs> I mean, let's be fair nobody oh, yeah. in the movie thought that except this little boy yeah uh, he he was freaking out, and so like I, I ended up up and went. Like, it's okay, it's okay, it'll be okay. Don't worry, it's a movie. I didn't, you know, I didn't tell him that he was, you know, I, I didn't like spoil it for anything. I was like, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry, it's just a movie. I will almost guarantee you, he's legitimately the only person in the theater who thought that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's yeah, fine. I I know. <laughs> Which I'll be perfectly so, honest is why he kind of shouldn't have been in a Black Panther film, but okay. Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> I know. Actually, no. He's not five. He's seven. Oh, that makes it better. (laughs) 
I will say I, I I personally do blame um the reason why I I didn't enjoy it as much mm-hmm. on the fact of your theater my experience. Theater experience. Environment. Yeah. 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 So uh, a bad I a can bad definitely see that. A bad viewing environment can ruin any film. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. But a good env- a good viewing environment can never save a movie like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. So Ugh. true. Which you know, if you'd been here with for us for the pre crisis podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the crisis yeah, of the I'm, I'm not putting myself through that. Um and yeah, no, so I mean from a technical standpoint, I mean these these are the things that I did not like mm-hmm. about Black Panther. And again, spectrum of geek stuff. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna agree on everything. Um I felt that they used way too many wide shots. Uh when when showing off uh Wakanda. I mean it's nice to have those big panoramic shots because that's mm-hmm. that's cool and and awesome. Mm-hmm. But I feel that they stuck on them too long. Um that's, that's fair. That was that's uh some of the the weird camera angles they decided to use um though in hindsight based on somebody explaining like uh i I forget who it was it might have been you ball um the one shot where the camera is completely upside down yeah um which was a shot i absolutely despise Mm. but the 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 way that you phrased it like well it's because now the entire like Wakanda's world has completely been turned upside down, and I'm like, all yeah. right, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's a storytelling aid, basically. I I can see that. I still don't like the shot, but I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I had. So. <sighs> Part of me just I fucking hated the accents. I really did. And it's only because it reminded me of that stupid fucking meme. The, uh, was it? Ugandan Knuckles thing. Oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're, you're lucky. You're lucky. Hols- Holsbrook introduced me to that one. But the thing is, the like whole there's time... a lot of bad things that, that can be said. <laughs> but yeah. So the whole time that they're, uh, I mean, the, the accent that, especially like Chadwick, used was very close to that and it kind of took me out of the movie hmm. i mean it's it, so so it, here's the thing um i went to a, a a private christian school growing up mm-hmm. and we were visited by a lot of uh missionaries and you know, people from other countries to talk to us about, mm-hmm. you know, God's work and where they were. Yeah, yeah. We had many people from South Africa, uh, Uganda, and, you know, th- all that, that entire yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. We had quite a few people come and, and talk to us. The accents in Black Panther are very close to the real accents. 
I by I'm, I'm of not, the area. I'm not doubting that they are. Uh, I just, I mean, they they laid they laid the accents on really fucking thick though. I mean, that's just that was just something, and it, I guess it, it once again the the viewing experience uh, affected yeah. me. Um, yeah. A lot with that because I mean it was a very dare I say militant crowd uh, that were very pleased with uh, Killmonger and some of his plans. Yeah, yeah that's uh... Uh, and also I... and also yeah. saying what are these white motherfuckers doing in our movie? So, no matter who it was, Martin Freeman, what's this white motherfucker doing in my movie? Like, really? Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, he's... Andy Serkis did an amazing job in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul was a very enjoyable character. I am... I was highly upset that they got rid of him. Yeah, but they need to show, of course, that Killmonger was a serious villain, so he had to kill yeah. somebody. That's, it's a movie trope that's not going away. Yeah, I, I understand that, but... Also, it's uh, they're also using the movie trope of, oh, so you thought he was the villain. No, here's how you know who the villain is, because he's basically replacing him as a bigger, badder villain. I mean, Killmonger was, was terrific. And I, I enjoyed the character. Yeah, I, I enjoyed what they, they portrayed. I, I enjoyed what they set out to do with him. Um, well-developed character, well-written, you know, so on and so forth. I liked that very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, as I said, it came down to my viewing experience. So, I mean, based on that alone, until I'm able to sit down and watch it in a comfortable spot and actually watch the movie for watching the movie, mm-hmm. I cannot say that it was my top phase. It was, I, I can't say it was in my top three of phase three. Well, that's definitely fair. I mean, as yeah. it stands right now, it's strange. Uh, Civil War and Ragnarok. If Strange wasn't good, it would be Civil War, Guardians, and Ragnarok. So right. Uh, Black Panther, Strange, and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thor Homecoming of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pick one. <laughs> one, right? Ah. Uh... Oh, man. No. Um. <laughs> I'd say my third place would be a toss-up between Guardians. Uh, no, 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 no. Pick one. And Homecoming. <laughs> Fuck you. So here is my top three, and 
this is only because I've actually basically three and four were very close, but I picked one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying because that's how this is done. But the, I'll go with the first two. Then uh, the first two are Black Panther and Civil War. Mm-hmm. Those two are and Spider-Man: Homecoming with Doctor Strange barely being edged out by Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's I fair. loved Doctor Strange, but Spider-Man: Homecoming did what had never been done before, and finally gave us a good Spider-Man. That's true. And Civil War was really good, too. I can't wait for him to dance in the sequel. Spider-Man Prom. Okay, I get the joke. But mostly because as good as Doctor Strange was, everything fell into place in Spider-Man Homecoming. The Vulture was a very believable villain. Vulture was good. Vulture was really Uh, good. I really loved him dealing with the uh, AI in the suit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that was... Uh, but you cannot have a Spider-Man film without the comedy. Right. And that was the comedy right there, honestly. Uh, the final fight at the end with him and Vulture was great. But the aforementioned car scene, that's what pushed it over the top for me. Mm-hmm. That's it was perfect. Honestly, it was one of the best scenes I've seen in a superhero movie, and it legitimately had no superheroics in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to abstain. So you're just going to go with the two? It's fine if you can't f- figure out the Because, because... Gosh, Civil War was so good, and Spider-Man Homecoming was so good. Doctor Strange was really good. Black Panther was fantastic. Black Panther is definitely top three. I mean, yeah. like, there, there's... And... That's why Black Panther and Civil War were the first two things on my goddamn mind. Yeah. The, the problem I'm seeing is Phase 3 has so many fucking movies in it. <laughs> this is true. And at this point, they figured out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And they went ahead and made Thor Ragnarok anyway. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok <laughs> actually was the the best grossing Thor film, though, so... I know, that's sad. That is honestly sad. Um, I mean, so I, I, I did really enjoy Thor Ragnarok. I, I know it's not in my top three. Because I enjoyed the others more. But I want a top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting dishes is just saying phase three. <laughs> yeah, I will. I mean, honestly, yes. Phase I, three. I, I will That's s- not the way it works, though. I, I will <laughs> That's say. That's not how any of this works. I will say of all the phases, phase three is, is the strongest. Is definitely the strongest. Oh, and we absolutely. haven't even gotten Infinity War yet. Right. And once we, <laughs> once we get that, we have three more movies. So, right. what's funny is, is what's funny is you ask me a week from now, and I won't even have to decide between Strange and Homecoming. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're both going to be knocked out of the park because Infinity War is definitely going to be in my top three. I can say this without even seeing it, unless unless all the hype is completely misdirected, mm-hmm. which is possible, of course. But yeah. unless it is, 
this is probably going to be, you know, if not the best, it's going to be right under Black Panther for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely <clears throat> see that. I don't know. I love Phase 3. I love all the movies in Phase 3. I have to say, I mean, honestly... So I've probably seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 the most out of all of these. But that's, that's probably because it's on Netflix and the people that I'm friends with really like Guardians. Well, like, I, I, I know someone who the only MCU movies they've seen are Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, you need the rest. What? I'm sorry, the dog is, is whining at me. Oh, gotcha. I need to go let him out. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. He's, he's just not going to stop. So I'm, I'm looking through all the, all the stuff, right? And, um, you know, the, the Marvel releases. Yeah. Looking at yeah. the television stuff and, and whatnot. So, I mean, you got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, Inhumans. You got the Netflix stuff. You got Runaways, um, Cloak and Dagger, which debuts June 7th. I want Exiles. <laughs> and then we have three, uh, one of which is supposed to be premiering later this year. Yep. So one of them is New Warriors. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, and that Squirrel Girl is going to be in it. Yeah, so... Uh, was it Squirrel Girl, Mister Immortal, Night Thrasher, mm-hmm. Speedball, Microbe, and Debris? I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Speedball. He better not just be Penance. Yeah. Though I I do feel that they they kind of missed the boat with Speedball. Yeah, he hasn't been Speedball for a long time, really. I mean, he's technically speedball again, but at the same time, now nobody cares. It's just, I mean, I just, and who's fucking actress playing? Huh. Too bad they didn't put in Richard Ryder Nova while they were at it. No, that's phase four. But I still want him to be in a movie. Is for um, that would be wonderful. Not Sam Alexander, he's not Sam Alexander, but yeah, I mean, there's that. Uh, there was an unaired pilot for Most Wanted, which is uh, uh, Mockingbird and um, Ghost oh, Hunter, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. The Shield spin off, yeah, that's right. I it's not so much I'd forgotten about it, I'd forgotten that that's what they were calling it, yeah. And I but mean, if we if they had that, we wouldn't have the Orville, at least not the way it is now. True. True. And I mean, I I would have enjoyed them. I honestly, I think that the even if they had done like a a limited season, a limited yeah. series, I think that could have worked. Yeah. Um, and then one that has a put pilot order. Mm-hmm. This will make you happy. Oh. Damage control. 
Oh, yes. I mean, admittedly, there are two names that make me happier sooner than that, and that'd be She-Hulk and Gwenpool, but Damage Control, yes. The, just the mention of them in Spider-Man Homecoming make me happy. The show follows the overworked, underpaid cleanup crew of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We yes. specialize in dealing with the aftermath of superhero conflicts. Oh, God, that sounds comic accurate. <laughs> rescheduling events uh, because of the conflicts and retrieving lost items. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. It's okay. What I miss? Uh, we were talking damage control. Okay. Um, basically, I was going into the television stuff. and. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So the for anybody not familiar with what a put pilot is, a put pilot is a pilot that the network has agreed to air either as a special or as a series. If the network does not air the pilot episode, the network will be will owe subsequential monetary penalties to the studio. Generally, yeah. this guarantees that the pilot will be picked up by the network. Okay. So more MCU television. I'm always happy about that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's actually pretty cool. Um, they couldn't make a movie out of it, honestly. No, they couldn't. A series is the best because you can have a different screw up each week. Yeah. But I mean, and then they have quote unquote post phase three, which mm. is. Uh, the, the Homecoming sequel, which uh, better be Spider-Man Sadie Hawkins dance. And, uh, Spider-Man uh, awkward teens in, in uh, gymnasium. <laughs> so if it's Sadie Hawkins dance, he needs to wear khaki pants. Yeah, because MJ will make the moves first. Fake MJ will make the moves. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Guardians Three. So, at this point, I'm just assuming that her name is spelled E M J A Y. Her name is literally M J. M J. Yeah, that's that, that's what's keeping me going at this point. <laughs> One interesting thing a bit of non-Marvel superhero movie news. Mm -hmm. Uh. Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame mm. has declared that Wonder Woman 2 is going to take place in the 80s. Uh -huh. Oh. Yeah. I Interesting. I would have gone 70s, but okay. I mean, they, they, I don't know why they're doing that, but whatever. Um, Honestly, I'm happy for 80s luck, so. Yeah, I mean, personally, it just feels like the only the only good DC film was a was a period piece. They're doing another period piece. Same film. <laughs> so, I mean, now they're hedging their bets on this, and they're like, "Well, we had this one that took place back then. Now we'll have this one. It'll take place in the '80s." And you're like, "I don't know, like." It honestly should have been the 70s, specifically 1977. Fair. It should have taken place during the time frame of the Wonder Woman TV show. I can, I can see that. 
Because for a lot of people, the only Wonder Woman they know is Wonder Woman. Yeah. So. I mean, the Captain Marvel movie takes place in the 90s, and I know you're not. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not a big 90s. fan of the 90s. This is going to, the soundtrack's going to suck. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm not going to lie. Soundtrack for Wonder Woman 2 should be amazing. Soundtrack for, you know, uh, uh, Captain Marvel's probably going to suck, but it's going to be a Marvel movie, so of course I'm going to see it. It's a Marvel film that's going to have Captain Marvel. It's going to have Nick Fury. I mean, it's going to have Coulson. Not Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury, I'm sure, yeah. Hmm? I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Samuel L. Jackson Nick Fury. At this point. Uh, it, it is Samuel L. Jackson oh, Nick yeah. Fury. It shouldn't be, man. It should. If you can get David Hasselhoff for one Marvel movie, you can get him for another. But, see the... Uh, what? I mean, you can't get Zardu Hasselfrau for everything. <laughs> um, no, uh, so... This is... Um, so Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s and is pre-Eye Patch. Interesting. So... I guess Jackson really just got tired of the eye patch. <laughs> well, he's like, okay, I want you to kill off Nick Fury. If you bring him back, it better not have no goddamn eye patch. I I think what they're going to do, in in my perspective, is they're going to use this as a way to kind of lay the ground for for the events that happened in um like Winter Soldier and such. Yeah. Where it's just like the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Yeah. Um, and mm. also the fact that he had that second scan of just like his fucked up eye. Yeah. In there to allow him access and shit. So I, I think they're going to pay those off. In, I hope so. Yeah. Because I mean that would that'd be kind of cool. Um, yes, it would. So, and I mean we'll get young Coulson, which will be fun. Maybe he'll be like a level four, whatever. <laughs> or passcode green. I don't know. I kind of want. I kind of want him to be like an intern. <laughs> He's just getting into shield. That would be interesting. That could be the case. But you got to remember, it's like of all the people in shield, the one person that was trusted the yeah. most was Coulson. Yeah, and this is going to show you why. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's Coulson that's in why fucking he lost an eye. Who knows? Well, I feel like if that happened, though, yeah, that he, 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 he yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't trust him. continue to trust him. Well, exactly. It depends. If Coulson was the reason, it is explicitly the reason he lost an eye. Like Colson did it himself, then I agree with you. But because of the trust between Fury and Colson, Fury does something that loses the eye to protect Colson. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, yeah. yeah. But that's different than Colson being responsible as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing was. It was it was said the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Didn't say that they were responsible. Yep. So fair. But it does heavily imply it. Kinda does. Um 
kind of does kind of doesn't but wow we've we've uh we've had a good marvel talk entire <laughs> time yeah this yeah two hours and 20 minutes yeah it's beginning to look like two hours is like Standard. optimistic optimistic for, you know, it, we're going further than this routinely now <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah but uh but anyway thank you guys uh for, for checking us out uh for downloading the episode hopefully you're you guys are checking us out on radio public you'll be able to hear this episode like minutes after it's uploaded uh otherwise uh there's itunes stitcher google play tune in you can listen to us of course there is the twitch archive and the u2i archive uh twitch episodes go up at noon eastern on tuesdays so there's that um I'd like to thank you guys very much for for ray and i'm putting my arm out like you guys are right here <laughs> yeah and like people can see any of this. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. Well, I'm sure we'll get to to video again yeah. eventually when your computer yeah. Yeah. is updated. Um, for Ray, for Ballin, thank you guys very much for for everything and and downloading us. I hope you guys have a great, amazing time um, journeying journeying with us through um, the the current at this time, April 24th. Yeah. Well, 25th now. <laughs> um, yeah timeline of of the mcu (laughs) pre infinity war and we'll catch you guys again next week for another one when we've probably already seen infinity war except me because i'm not (laughs) seeing it till the following week um Um, yeah yeah. but uh yes take it easy